systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. I feel like if Dog the Bounty Hunter doesn't end up finding Brian Laundry, he's going to have a lot of unused or at least unusable footage because I know he's filming everything. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Because it's like, you know, why not? It's an opportunity to probably get yourself back on TV. But what happens if he doesn't find him? What if no one finds him? I think... Or like the FBI finds him. I think they're looking through like a swamp now. A swamp. That's kind of what I saw today okay. when I was working. I'm not like covering hard news today so it's not something i really explored but apparently his like dad is volunteering to search the swamp too yeah they said the fbi requested like the father help which is nor they said is really weird and by they i shit you not i'm saying uh baby lissa lissa chapman that's a dog's daughter she's been tweeting she's like his pr person during this thing really? like she tweets like every second about like what's going on and like what they're doing because I'm sure she'll be you know she's part of that yeah. whole, that whole thing too. I say it's a family business, but she said, "Hey, just in case you guys are wondering, yes, it is very odd for the FBI to ask a family member to get involved in a search." They said the only time normally a family member is contacted to be part of this you know operation is when there's a hostage negotiation going yeah. on. Sometimes then you have them bring in mom and you know mom's telling the guy inside, "Hey, let everyone go" or whatever. So, yeah, I, don't I mean, know what's if going this guy's on, not guilty, he's doing a real bad job of proving it to everybody because uh, nothing screams guilty like uh, them finding your girlfriend's body after you take a trip together and then you decide to disappear. That's what made Dog uh, famous the first time. Didn't he track down someone like down in Mexico? There was like, I forgot who yeah. it was, but that's uh, that's what he does. Nice guy, Dog. We, we met him before. We, yeah. We interviewed him. His um, wife, Beth, was kind of a diva. I know she's dead. Rest her soul. But she, she was, was still a diva. <laughs> she but I think she was she like demanding really, like a certain thread you know count what? for sheets and stuff. I think she lived it though too. I don't think she was. Um, I don't think she was faking the funk. I mean, she didn't fake. Oh the no, funk. she didn't fake the funk to like our face when like she wouldn't shake our son's hand because he had he had <laughs> potato chip grease on his hands. Yeah, he, so was like, he was like he was like a two year old. He was like a baby. Was like two. Yes. She was like, no, that's okay. Like he wasn't a baby. He was like six maybe, but still. But like was, dog didn't give a shit. Dog's no. like, oh come here. Well, I'm like, aren't you parents? But so so at least you know like. I think Beth is that person in all facets of her life. We used to say that, man. There are some people who are going to be difficult, whether they turn yeah. out to have a normal job. Yeah. Hopefully not in customer service. I mean, some people are just assholes. And then some of those people then grow up to be like famous people, right? Yeah. But like they're going to be, they're the same core person no matter who it is. And, and they're yes. not going to change. And she was very she much was a little, She was a little rough around the edges. She but, was. But like dog, like like le- legit, like cool. Oh, he was super nice. Cool yeah. fucking people, man. How's everyone doing? How are you? 76th uh, episode of the Pat and AJ podcast right here for you. 76. 76. I know. We've uh, surpassed 75. So that's Ooh. what? Silver? That's the silver anniversary? 75? Is it? Or is that 50? I, I don't know. know. I, no <laughs> I don't really... No Do I, I don't think I nobody I know has been married that long. No, so. you'd uh, have to be married That's at like tough. two. You well, have to yeah. be married very young. I know my grandparents 
uh, my grandfather died like on like their well not on but like right when they had been married like forty seven years uh, so they were close. My grandparents, I think, got they got past fifty. I think they got to like fifty four. I think that's right. You have all those pictures from their fifty. Yeah, I was in I was in like eighth grade, so that's how I kind of uh, market is where they did that in eighth grade, and by the time. I entered college. They both passed in my freshman yeah. year of college. So I said, okay, they had about 54 years. But I don't know, dude. Run. I was at the other, I was at a, um, a, a diagnostics lab here in town the other day in Arizona in general. Uh, big industry, tourism. Uh, another big industry, retirement. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, a lot of uh, retired folks out here. Snowbirds. And now with uh, them, a lot of them being around because of it being snowbirds, there was a dude next to me at the diagnostics lab signing in. They asked him his birthday. And uh, it's it, uh, whatever, whatever, 30. And like that just oh. kind of caught me where I'm like, 30. Yeah, that's, oh, shit, you're 91, you're bro. You're in your 90s. You've seen yeah. some stuff. you see some shit. And like I almost want to ask him because that guy could could like be on a 75-year uh, anniversary. Yeah. I mean, if you're 100 and if you met your wife when you were 20 well, and you were married, married up by 25. super young back then, too. Right? You just fucking did it. You just went for it. My friend and I were talking about that. We were driving back from the Atlantis Morissette show in Phoenix, and we were mm-hmm. talking about just how we were both in our 20s when we had our, our children. She has two. Um, she had her second one in her 30s. But we were just talking about how young we felt when our kids were born, mm-hmm. but that our parents were even younger than that when they yeah. got married and had kids. Yeah, my mom was like the oddball. My mom didn't have me till she was um, 30, yeah. which, which was very... That's con- that was considered late. Yeah, that was late. I think a lot of her friends were already on like children by then um yeah. like they were already kind of in that bird but she yeah now and uh, what your mom had you when you were how old or when uh, she was how old? she was 21 she was 21 uh wait nope nope 22 this is me trying to do bad math she was 22 22 yeah. no shit your yeah. mom was young she was man. she got married when she was 21 had me when she was 22 Did, no way very, uh was very open about the fact that i was an accident well yeah <laughs> You're the listen. People, she may not I'm, have planned to have me that young, but it just happened. I am Here very I am. convinced in a lot of circles that a lot of you know un- that's not unfortunate because look, you're here, right? Yeah. But listen, your parents just wanted to bang. That's all they wanted yeah. to do, and there was so much goddamn societal pressure back then to not bang unless you were married. So everyone's like, "Fuck it, I'm just getting I'm married." I'm married. They're like, "I'm just all right, fine. If this is what I have to do to get laid." God, you know, I realize I've never asked my parents. I've never asked my mom about that because she... The story of being impregnated? No, she's told... <laughs> she told me that story. On a, like, Have I you heard that story? I didn't ask. She I just heard told mine me. because my mom told me everything. My, but... my mom told me, like, the position they were in on, Shut a, the on, the, flo- on the floor. Yeah. Shut up the fuck up the what? position yeah that i was it was so like i, did, it? I didn't Wait, ask uh, on the floor uh, like, of the but, bedroom but how on the floor how on the i don't remember the position i think was, i very was, much blocked it out. was mom doing like reverse doggy or I something or? no they were both like able-bodied back then so it could have been hell that they could have tr- had a swing i don't know <laughs> oh that is true because now like you know they're they're both handicapped but yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't ask. She just told me, and I, I was like, "Oh, but I thought it was weird though because I was an accident." So I said, you, "But you remember?" You were, but you were married. But they were married, so not like yeah. an accident, like unplanned. I know. I, right? I know. We don't like the word accident, but you know, yeah. I, I I think it's funny. I was an accident. Yeah. 
That's funny. My yeah. sister was not. <laughs> she was planned, so like they were trying to get pregnant well, with her. Well, yeah, they wanted me to have somebody to grow up Sure, with. they were like, fuck, now we banged, and you got pregnant, and there's this kid around here. Can we and do we're s- the only ones who are here to entertain yeah, it. Yeah, so can we do something to, like, I don't know, take the burden <laughs> off us? Let's bang some more and have another kid. Let's make sure we have a kid this time. My friend and I were talking about just everything in the world and how like part of us feels bad like for future generations and for our kids like i'm worried about what shit's gonna be like and like what aspect uh everything See, that's the problem you care way too much I your, do parents, care. your parents your parents your parents barely care about you okay <laughs> so like you know like that's the problem is that you're so concerned but not only yourself but like everything else and like um, few unborn generations you're worried about but a go lot ahead. of it is environmental mm. Um, because they've said that's legit, man. And, and they've said, and I just read this the other day and it includes my generation too. They said like anybody who is over, uh, under 40 is going to, which is me by one year, you you know, and they were, they were referring to our kids, but I'm like, shit, that's me too. Um, they are going to, anybody under 40 will experience like twice as many natural disasters, fires, earthquakes, volcanoes, all that stuff than the previous generation increased heat. I mean, increased everything. no shit. Like we're seeing that right now times a hundred. So I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why it's a surprise. Yeah. It's, I think we've just kind of, um, you know, if the world is a resource, we are uh, tapping her we pretty hard. Sucking her dry, you man. Know, that's why I'm kind of, I see those reports come out and I think about, um, it's depressing. I mean, it is a little bit because you really do feel like you can, like I threw out, I threw, I threw out a can of, of soda the other day, like an empty can. And yes. I felt bad about it. Cause I was like, shit, I should have recycled that. Mm-hmm. But then you hear about sometimes, you know, the recyclables don't get recycled yeah, and you feel, right. I feel so helpless. Like even like with my car, my car is a hybrid. So it's half gas, yeah. half battery. And even then I'm like, every time I fill up, I'm like, oh, damn it. I should really try to go all electric. The hotel I was I stayed at on Sunday night after the concert had mm-hmm. an entire row oh, of yeah, electric Southwest sure, of electric yeah. hookups, and it was just so cool to see all these cars plugged in. Yeah. It was so neat. Yeah, it's you know again, I think it's like one of those things where it just depends how aware you are and how aware you want to be, right? Because yeah. that's some existential thinking to like you know really to to have it is um to to have the foresight to say here are all these things and they're only going to get worse. So um, most people, as we've seen during the pandemic, pretty freaking selfish, man. It's well, about yeah, you, and it's about you right now, and you don't care about anything else. You've made it very clear that you're selfish. So I get it. So that's what I'm saying is that normally people are like, well, we're just worried about what's concerned about us. So that's why it's funny when you're like, well, I'm worried about almost future generations that aren't even born yet and, you know, everything else. That's um, the South Park episode, Let's Get Serial. And it's a two-parter, I believe. You know the title. I do. It's fucking weird. That is Some of the best social commentary on our on on our in the world on our society comes from South Park. That just actually that just came up in my Facebook memories that Uh, I had watched the uh, the South Park vaccine or the the pandemic 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 special. Yeah, and I said it was so what we needed right now. Um, In the Let's Get Serial episode, it's actually a revisit because remember the show's been around for like twenty years now, so they've had the opportunity to be able to more than that, isn't it? uh, At this point, not a lot more, but more. But they've had the opportunity to almost revisit. 
opposite subjects, right? And one that they famously launched years ago was Man Bear Pig. And it it was all about Al Gore uh, telling us to fear Man Bear Pig. Now, of course, what they were um, lampooning was that at the time, Al Gore had in society gone from a political figure, right? Like he was a vice president. Um, He somehow... uh, won the presidency, yet George W. Bush became president. And then he became like an environmental yeah. activist. And then all of a sudden, like he goes away and he comes out with a fucking beard and he has a movie about how he's going to save the the oceans and he becomes like the green zone. Like all of a sudden he's, he's like the green guy now. And in the original episode, they were spoofing the fact that here's Al Gore warning everyone about something that no one believes is real. Yeah. He's like, there's a man bear pig. And everyone's like, you are out of your fucking mind. What? And he goes, trust me, the man bear pig is going to, no, 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 no. They were able to revisit that spoofy, satirical piece 10 years in the future. Yeah. 10 seasons later, because we haven't done anything, and it's only manifesting more. And they had another Al Gore episode called Let's Get Serial. And it's where he absolutely actually helps them negotiate between the man bear pig and them. <laughs> and it's funny because you see the same arguments that we apply applied in the TV show yeah. where like man bear pig is running through a golden corral fucking everything up and someone goes, look, I'm not even sure if man bear pig is real. And then he runs behind him and kills someone and he goes, okay, fine, he's real, but I don't know if there's anything we can do about it. So question for you. Answer Maybe, for you. And, and I am aiming this at you as a, um, as a, as a grown man, <laughs> as a white man. Yeah. Because that seems to be the old uh, privilege bullseye. <laughs> you all really I'm, are. All I'm missing is like being a Protestant with a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's the only thing I'm missing. <laughs> you, I'm, got, you got everything else. I'm white. I'm a male. I'm straight. I mean, I have some disabilities, but they're all mental, so you can't see them, right? I'm an no. I'm, I'm an English speaker. There's so many things that make you got, me got it going for it. I am literally <laughs> what they call yes. I am the uh, PowerPoint presentation on privilege. Go ahead. So and it's be and I listen to Howard Stern a lot. We both do. And one thing they always make fun of on the show, and I hear and I see mainly grown white male men make fun. What is so funny about Greta Thunberg? Because Greta. I think what oh, she is, is that the she's, um, she's environmental the, girl? Yeah, she's the environmentalist from I overseas. Just, nah, it just makes old men uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. That's it. That's just you know. because, like, I I real <laughs> <That's> like <it. laughs> I think I I commented that once. Some one of the streaming services has like her her biography up or whatever. Yeah, like she a, has that documentary that I haven't watched, but I heard it. And really I good. literally commented on it. I said, "I'm just here to watch all the uh, the grown white men quiver because they just they yeah. hate her and they're so uncomfortable with it." And I'm like. What she's doing is what needs to be well, done by her generation, and you're you're like upset. By but her? like Why? again, you have to look at the like I said, it's kind of the for the uh, foreseeable future isms, which is growing, right? Like we're starting to look more into the future. So you had your parents' generation, which are very late boomers, and your parents are very concerned about themselves, right? They were not not concerned about you, you society themselves. Then after that, they have you, and now so now you start, you're a zenial, right? So yeah. you have this like, you know, little combo there, and you have this foresight of, all right, hold on, I'm starting to think and worry and yeah, care about the future. Yeah. And now the next generation, which is Greta and our kids, 
they're like already they're living in the future yeah. right like they're even they're like what the fuck is this about because the future looks like an apocalyptic well, I was just gonna say they're not even sure if there's gonna so, be a future so they're, know, they're freaking out rightfully so I think at the heart of it is adults no matter what the subject is don't like to be schooled by children there is a societal cultural thing with elders where we respect elders yeah. and like children are in this learning phase and, and, and this changes in all difference and it can be healthy and not healthy. But I think at the core of it, it's they view her as a child who doesn't fully have a grasp of everything just by her age, just yeah, by her she, age. She right? literally can't. She's like, not old enough. Like when you're 12, sometimes the world looks different to Shit, you. I'm or 30, she's, you know, I'm she's 39 and I don't have a yeah. grasp on things, you know? <laughs> but I mean, I think it's safe to say that, you know, you can say, well, listen, there are some ideals that you have at that age that are just that a 50, unattainable. Yeah, yeah. That a 50 year old can say, listen, that's not going to happen. When I was that age, I thought I could be an astronaut or a beauty queen. Thank you. Thank Couldn't you. be either. Couldn't so. be either. Of those. <laughs> but- Still trying. But so I think at the core of it, it's it's that we don't have that kind of respect thing with kids. Yeah. You're not supposed to be. And, and, and she is straight up scolding. I, I was going to say wagging her finger. This is also not like a subject that is puffy and, and it's no. not cotton candy. It's not like a 15 year old who's trying to get a skate park built in yeah. her community and is trying to get like federal funds directed yeah. to the this congressional district to fund it. This is someone who's talking like we need to change the way we live today to preserve the planet yeah and listen and and it also doesn't help too it sucks she's a uh, swedish too right yeah yeah and that is like for some reason um the Sw- the swedes have become both uh simultaneously the um gold standard for the progressive left yeah and the ire of socialism of the uh conservative right yeah where so people, it doesn't help that yeah. she's not only is she a, yeah. a child telling us what to do, she's, she's also Swedish. Because there's people on the left who go, "Oh my goodness, Sweden! Uh, they 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 have everything right. They have all their government, their programs, their medical, their healthcare, their standards of living, all this shit. Social programs are the happiest. These people figure it out. And then, of course, you have their counterparts, folks on the contemporary right in America, go, "That's unattainable. That's why." Yeah. So right there, people are automatically with her going to either champion her or they're going to be like, "Fuck her." So. Yeah. Right there, you already she's already polarized, and it's then it's it's environmental shit. I know this is weird, and I I hope it gets less weird. I think there's still people that really like they're not a hundred percent sold on it. I I'm trying to figure out figure it out, and what I think is happening, and it's stupid if this is what it really where, is. Where where are we at? This is and this is totally just my observations. I could be totally wrong, but I'm like, God Almighty! Like climate change has been happening for a long time. This is nothing new, but I think where the divide happens and it's dumb is is it man made? And that's yes. where you get the political. I think the argument has shifted there because because most you, most people will admit now, yes, climate change is real, but. Because it's very much like the South Park episode yeah. of Man Bear Pig. When Man Bear Pig is in your golden corral, yeah. tearing up everything, you can't admit that he's not real. No, he's there. But then you can move on to, which is very smart, like you said. So now, all right, maybe a majority of folks can say, well, something's different, right? Things aren't the same as they were when I was born 50 years ago. No, Stor- seasons are different. Seasons, storms are more storms, serious. Fires, all, all that. 
So, but you're right. Now we've moved on to the, is it man, man-made? Or, there are a lot of people who just say, well, the earth is just going through a phase. See, and, and I was going to say, that's, I feel like the way to kind of cop out of it now. Oh, it's an absolute cop out. Absolutely. You, you don't want to deny it. So you're like, all right, yeah, shit's different. But you don't want to admit that's just the way the world is. You don't want to admit it's partially your fault because then you need to yeah. do something different. Well, and I mean, the funny um, roundabout, you know, always beautiful ending that South Park does for this Let's Get Serial episode, which again, revisits environmental stuff 10 years after they did it one time, um, was with the current generation. Yeah. Kicking, kicking the can forward for the next generation. Yeah. It was the exact same thing sure. that the generation before did. They kicked that can. They're like, well, we can deal with man, bear, pig, or we can let our, our, our kids deal with them. Yeah. And guess what the senior said? Why they didn't deal with the man, bear, pig, and why they kicked it down the can. Why? Because they thought they'd be dead. Yeah. That's why. So, you know, and that's the funny part. I can't imagine anything more selfish than saying, I don't care because I'm going to be dead. It's the best episode ever because all they did was, I think. Especially if you have children. All all Man Bear Pig wanted was for everyone to give up Red Dead Redemption 2. (laughs) And then that's when the whole world then said, no, we'll kick it down the can and screw the next generation. So it's, again, a big social commentary on how all of us may be aware of it. We may champion, but when it comes down to it, and it's like, what what are you going to do? Nothing, I'll be dead. (laughs) It's like, eh, fuck it. The next person's going to worry about it, right? Like, eh, eh, I'll be dead about it. We started this podcast. I didn't think we'd be talking about Greta Thunberg and Man Bear Pig, but what an interesting uh, evolution. You never know where the day's going to go. I, uh... Have smoked weed again. I tried smoking weed again. Uh, I will say this about smoking weed. The blackouts that you have on weed are way better than the blackouts that you get from booze. The blackouts on weed are like, oh shit, did I order a calzone last night? (laughs) Opposing to booze where it's like, oh shit, did I kill the guy who gave me a calzone last night? I'm going to dye my hair and move to Mexico. I decided to smoke weed and watch uh, Finding Neverland because I guess Amistad and Manchester by the Sea weren't an option. Man, that's a downer, that movie. So I had a really odd experience over the weekend. It was a great experience, but it was very strange. Um, I went to the Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill show at the Auction Pavilion, which is basically, for Michiganders, it's like the DTE of uh, Arizona. It's in Phoenix. Gotcha. Um, And I went with one of my best friends who lives in Tucson as well. We've known each other forever. And it was actually her birthday um, in a couple of days. So I was like, oh, sweet. We can celebrate her birthday. And um, we went and she wanted to get a drink. So I said I'd buy her a drink for her birthday. And I immediately felt like a party pooper because I don't drink. Because you weren't drinking with her, yeah. Yes. And it's it's very, I know it's hard for her, and I don't want to give away too much of her family stuff, but, you know, like a lot of us, she has some addiction issues in her family mm-hmm. that she's always, you know, she's very aware of it, so it's not like she's going to be fall down drunk. Okay. But I bought her this big thing of wine, and I said, I want to get a water because it was hot and I don't drink. I went up to the vendor and I said, do you guys have water? Because he had just had this big, like, tub of cans in ice. And he handed me a can. And I was like, uh-uh. I asked for a water. Like, yeah. what the hell is this? Liquid death. My God. Oh, liquid death. That's the, um, 
they got a, a they got a really good social media campaign. They Do have they? Mark Rebulay doing ads for them. They have a couple other like just I don't know. Just very the pop irony is people. it's called Liquid Death. And I thought I'm like, are you giving me like hard liquor when I ask for no, a water? Like you're giving me the exact opposite of what I want. It's supposed to kill your thirst. It's supposed to be deadly to your thirst. Got it. So it looks like a beer can. It looks like a... Like a tall beer can. Like Rockstar almost. It looks like like one of those uh, like, like no. big caffeinated drinks because it has like an eagle on it, right? Or like some kind of a death thing. Um, or... It's kind of... Yeah, it's like a death thing. It's like a... It's kind of like an yeah. off-white can with like a gold top and it's got... Like, yeah, like a death... Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I bought this can of water, drank it really fast because it was a can, not a bottle, not a lot in it. But as I was walking around with it, I felt like I fit in with the crowd that was drinking. See, that's, that's the reason why I pick up your first beer at 15. <laughs> I just want to hold this. I just want to look cool with the crowd. Because I always hey, give feel... Me, give, give me one of those Schlitz lights. I, oh, yeah. I always feel like such a square because I don't drink. And I used to drink a lot, which is why I don't drink anymore. I used to party a lot, which yeah. is why I don't party anymore. But you still, even though you are exercising this willpower, you still feel like a big old boring bitch because you're the only one walking around this show without booze. But, I mean, um, I and, and I've done shows like every which way known to man. And to be honest, I never really... When I was younger, drank at shows because one, as we've talked about before, Pat's birthday falls in June, and I was always kind of like a year too young for to everything. Drink, yeah. with the crowd, I was so like most of college, I was under twenty one, so I'd go to like concerts, but I, you know, concerts are super like extra ID, right? So you yeah. you can't sneak any by, and plus, to be honest, I'm like a really cheap Polak by nature, so I would go to these concerts, and then they would have the concert prices of like drinks, oh. and I'm like, you're out of your mind. I have a bottle of Absolute back at my apartment. <laughs> I mean, trust <sighs> me, that was. She felt like she didn't want me to buy her anything. Of course, I was going to buy her yeah, something, yeah. but it was it was like a carafe of wine, and nice. it was forty eight dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, but it was a whole bottle of wine. Basically, yeah. they just put it in this little carafe with a sippy thing on What's it. What's it going to be like when they start eventually? Uh, when the two major uh, imbibers become alcohol and cannabis. And they start selling like joints at commercials or, or at concerts. Oh. How much do you think they're going to upsell those? Because like right now, if, if you get a beer from a bar, let's just say your 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 average Miller Light in a can, let's say it's three dollars, right? So it's three dollars if you go to a bar. If you go to a concert, easy, double to triple, oh, right? Yeah. At least nine, ten dollars. Well, yeah, we did the math, and to get two glasses of wine yeah. it would have been forty dollars so we're like that's dumb buy the, the whole crap for 48 so i'm thinking like if you can go to your your local pot shop now uh and just buy a pre-roll joint for like ten dollars they'll one, upcharge it to like 20 yeah like one day you're to get to the concert in like 10 years and it's gonna be like all right do you want this uh you know og kush pre-roll it's gonna be 25 dollars you're like motherfucker it's only so, a grab here's my random thought on that i don't think they will sell joints at shows and here's why not till there's big national sponsorship. See, that's that's well, that the too. that's the only reason why a lot of the uh, concert industry, music industry, is in bed with the booze industry is because they need the money. The concert industry is the most least profitable. Yeah, you don't understand, guys. I mean, how the, much it costs the, to put these yeah, things on? It's fucking insane, and so that's why, like, I truly respect anyone who's chosen to do that as a as a living, whether it's on stage as a performer or just somewhere in the production or to be a manager. It's insane 
Hurricane Lifestyle. So, the, I mean, they're always there for the sponsorship money. And when you have these big festivals, the first big sponsor they go for is like, is this going to be a Miller Fest or a, a Bud yeah, Fest? they find or, a beverage sponsor. And you, get, you suck all this money out of them. So I think until you get into a point where cannabis has a national like Budweiser-esque brand, I don't think anyone's going to have the star power to push their way into the venues. I don't think they're going to sell weed at concerts. And it's simply because... Where it's legal, you can bring it in. Yeah. I had my pen with me. Oh, I, did they let you bring it in? Absolutely. I puffed yeah. on my pen. And, and I wasn't going to, but I had it with me just in case. Yeah, I was yeah. like, eh, you know, if she's going to drink, I'd like to be, you know, a, a little bit, you yeah. know, supportive. But we were <laughs> we were sitting in the last row by the lawn. So, you know, the lawn is where all the fun shit happens. That's party, man. Um, and after, like, maybe five or six minutes into the opening act, we smelled, like, a puff come yeah. over our heads. And I was like, oh, shit, so, I forgot I had my pen. So you could bring stuff in. You can't bring in booze, though. So was it more, well, yeah, because it's money. Um, was it more, so Atlantis, we're, we're talking 35 to 50 yeah. women. Women. Are they drinking or smoking or a, a combo of uh, both? What's, uh, what's predominant? Way more drinking than smoking. Yeah. Although it was interesting because um, there were three acts. There was Cat Power, who I wasn't aware of, but my friend Jenny loves her. Yeah. Hi, Kitty. Um, speaking of Cat Power. Cat Power. <laughs> cat, cat, cat. Um, but she, I guess she's been around for a long time as she kind of filled me in on her. But she was drinking um, like a mug with tea. Okay. And Alanis had like a gigantic water bottle. The yeah. chick from oh, Garbage dude, had a water bottle. in the fucking desert. I know. I just remember concerts from like when I was a kid and like they'd be boozing on stage because, <laughs> because it was like they were partying with you, you know? Yeah. And now like, I mean, Alanis, when I tell you that she's stop between every song to yeah. chug water Dude, when you're at a different age man like you know yeah these are all like four people in their 40s and 50s i remember the difference uh when jack white played bonnaroo he headlined bonnaroo a couple years back uh legendary performance that he ended up doing but um jack white like walked out like like a fucking pirate keith richards with a, like a bottle of wine <laughs> and like is his suit half unbuttoned like and like he would every in between a couple of songs like swig this big bottle oh of wine God. Meanwhile, then I see Cypress Hill, who again are now in the fifties yeah. type type category. I saw Cypress Hill for the first time finally uh, a couple years back, and halfway through their set, they literally almost do like a energy reset for everyone. They're yeah. like, "All right, everyone, good." It's about the time in this show when we all get a little tired. You know, we're up there in age now. Let's all energy up. Take a big deep breath in. And I'm like, Jesus, even those guys know. They're like, listen, you guys got to give us a break. Like, well, you guys need a break because you're as old as us. They're like, we know that you guys in the crowd need a break as much as we need a break. That's what she, uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage was saying, just about the fact that I'm, an, you know, I'm 50 something years old and I'm up on stage. And it was mm. funny because she, you know, she is such like she still has the rock moves like the you know like the kneel on the stage the lay on the stage you never and forget those every time she got down i looked at my friend and i'm like you think it's gonna take her longer to get back up now yeah, because right. like we're all so old yeah it's uh i'll be interested to see we're going to it was the... refreshing though it was refreshing yeah. to see like it's not a drunk fest on stage like there's tea there's water yeah. and people my age what do you think it's going to be um for the outlaw music festival next week we're we're going next week. It's so it's it's Willie Nelson who's Booze. I mean that's that's Booze and, and weed. Really? You think yeah. it's gonna be so I think it's gonna be a healthy dose of both. It's gonna be Willie, the Abbott brothers, yeah, and Government Mule are like the big acts on like 
that list. Listen, I think the people who smoke are going to smoke. The people yeah. who, are, who drink are going to drink. I don't think there's going to be a lot of crossover. I, you, and from my personal experience, don't cross those two over. <laughs> so what? Did you feel like left out or something because you weren't boozing with your I buddy? I felt Atlantis? left out, but not left out. I mean, it's weird. It's just you feel like a square. You really do. You feel like you're partying at different levels. I went to a show, my only show ever, at St. Andrew with my uh, buddy Mike in uh, Detroit, famous St. Andrews Hall. And it was for a real, like, some fucking weird band that he's into and shit. And I'm like, I'll go with you. And he's uh, he's a, the the drinking type. I think he's just the getting inebriated type. Yeah. Just bring it at him. See, but, there's a drinking type, then there's a getting drunk <laughs> there, type. Yeah. So he was drinking at the show, and just he got loaded, and I wasn't drinking, right? And it's just a different level. Like, he was so, like, you know, yeah. like, pumped and into it and, like, kind of sloppy drunk and singing the words in my face. And I'm well, just and like, Well, and that was the thing. Right, with know. my friend, I wanted her to, like, I'm like, get sloppy drunk. Have a good time. Yeah. I'm driving. Like, it's all good. But, um, yeah, you know, and it reminded me of that time we went to a concert in Detroit. Um, and it was a, an electronic music show. And we got pulled over driving home. Oh, yeah. And I was driving. And, like, the... The cop, like, almost didn't believe me when I said I don't drink. He was like, have you been drinking tonight? I'm like, no, I don't drink. He goes, you sure? I'm like, uh, like a million percent. Like, you can breathalyze me and give me, it's fine. But it was funny. Like, Pat had a pen in his hand. And he's like, oh, I don't care about the weed. I just want to make sure y'all haven't been drinking. Yeah. And I, he, I was just, you know, I was speeding like 10 over. But it's just, it's a weird feeling. Like, you don't, I don't know. But it was it was nice to have the can. It really was. I felt like I was part of the group. Because it looks like a beer can. It doesn't look like, it's not clear. Like, it looks like a beer can. I've had two friends um, in, like, my my world go through periods when we were like in like our party in twenties yeah. where they didn't drink one, uh, just never drank my buddy, Tony, um, just never drank smart and <laughs> we would go out and we would party in bars and like we, but, and like, I never noticed, right? Like he was just always with us. And I found out that the guy like had never touched a drop. Wow. And, That's impressive. And then all of a sudden, like in his 30s, he like picked up his first drink. He's like, all right, I want to try this out. So he navigated the waters. But then another one of my friends, Horatio, God rest his soul, he went through a period too where he was kind of like, well, uh, you know, like I'm not really, you know, like in that party scene, I'm not drinking alcohol. And like he was getting like, what the fuck was he into? Some kind of new video game. It was like when video games really like went online and everyone started playing like together and stuff. And it's just like anything else you imbibe in. When you quit one thing, you find something else. Oh, to totally. It and and yeah. it, it was very much like he was telling us like, well, hey, I'm hanging out less in the bars because I'm hanging out like, you know, with my team of with my game friends, my yeah. game friends and we're all playing. So and but like same thing, he would then come out with us and not be like, you know, this is back when I had my world championship of drinking belt. But like when we go out, we go out and he would come out with us and still tear it up. And, you know, I'd be the guy dancing on the table. And so would he. He just wouldn't have drank any alcohol. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a way to do it. I Well, suppose. And it's not super hard because, listen, I'm 39. I'm a working mom. Like the yeah. bar is not on my list of things to do pretty much ever now. Yeah. So it's not like I'm really holding myself back. But at things like concerts and, you yeah. know, going out to dinner, you know, you kind of... 
I, trust me, there's a million times I want to have a this glass is, of wine, but I don't. This is uh, the big thing with the uh, mocktails that they've been trying to. I love that. Yeah, they've been trying to figure out a way to basically incorporate non-alcoholic drinks into the alcoholic um, venues because, uh, and, and this is driven by millennials. Once again, yeah. the marketplace will always drive your decisions. Yeah, um, millennials are the like the least drinking generation. Yeah. right? they just don't drink. They don't, um, and in turn. Some of them want the social aspect, but they don't want to imbibe. So there's been this rise of these like almost mocktail bars. And that's more like in New York and shit where it's hip and you can do that. But also it's kind of creeping into everywhere else where there is now besides the standard non-alcoholic drinks, which is usually like what a a virgin uh, daiquiri or a virgin pina colada. Right. (laughs) I thought about that while we were walking around the show because they had, you know, they had a wine bar, which obviously can't get non-alcoholic wine at a concert. So um, I skipped that, but they had, you know, the little bars they had, they had like a daiquiri like bar. And I'm like, I could easily walk up to one of these places and just say, Hey, I want that without the booze and walk around with it. Like that's, it's not, you know, unless they're pre-made, which they usually are. Yeah. You think they are? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Daiquiris and stuff like that. Those are all like in a big slush machine and they're just pouring them out. I thought thought it was like a bar where they just kind of made it, but I'm like, I could just ask for non-alcoholic. But that's like the thing, man. Like, and, and, and making complex mocktails yeah. not not just like not oh the here's boring stuff like like really interesting I don't want shit a kitty cocktail give me something that tastes really good <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's something like yeah. i mean there there is a big rise in that stuff and it is to almost physically have something in your hand to where like yes. to where you said i had this can of liquid death in my hand i felt like i belonged you felt like you I belonged didn't felt, i didn't feel like you know i'm walking around like I'm the designated driver that's going to have a crappy night because I got a bottle of water. I had a can in my head. Different levels of partying. I mean, you've been on that before. You yeah. uh, you partied with your sister at Dave Matthews when you were pregnant, so she wasn't drinking. No, and my sister, and my sister drank sister, enough for about 40 people. And her sister was like blacked out before the concert. We had to hit. drag her, yeah. <laughs> But we, we we didn't drag her out. We dragged her in because we, her in. we were like, screw you for passing out. I'm not missing the show. We're just so trying we to get you into the show, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> That's like, um, boy, you want to talk about being on like different planets. And again, it's just like you want to get down and party with everyone, right? Yeah, you're not trying to like be boring. You want to party, but you're like, I'm not going to drink to do it. I think I did a show once before where it was me and a couple of my buddies and one was the drinker, right? So he was the guy who was boozing that night. Yeah. Which meant, one, especially for concerts, it means that if you're really on a mission to get tossed, that you're going to spend time going to and fro. Yeah. Right? Unless you're like in the, I mean, which I assume these days in the COVID world, there's no more guy walking around with like beers, right? Like those days are fucking long gone. Um, Is there at, someone walking around like beers, the, the, peanuts? Well, no, they don't, they don't walk around like, it's not like a baseball game. Like yeah. they don't walk around in the stands and stuff, but they are walking around like in the drink food okay. section. Okay. So, you know, like <laughs> I had one buddy who, you know, was was drinking that night. So he was one back and forth to the fucking bar all yeah. the time, missing songs. And I can't go to the bathroom because now I got to pee. But he's getting more and more inebriated. 
Then you had another one of my buddies who had just gotten into the cannabis scene and he was high out of his brains on like edibles and just couldn't move. And was just like staring at the stage. That's a scary feeling. And then there's Pat who has to be different. I'm on a light psychedelic that night. So I'm living in like fucking fun, happy land. <laughs> and it really was like three different forces coming together and like none of the three interacted, I think, well with each other. Oh, hell no. Like everyone was trying to do their own thing where there's like Stoned guy, happy guy, drunk guy. The and- only person who can interact with with people who are on different substances like yeah. that is somebody who's totally sober. Yeah, you, that's the only one. Yeah, you being high and then a friend being drunk, <laughs> you're not going to interact well. But whoever's right? sober is going to be able to deal with all of you in different ways. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.